Uh, I, I'm not gonna lie. I really miss Rory Mel on the JBP. Um, so I guess in the meantime, I'll just untan my nuts. That's a tanning bed joke because if you, uh, it's a weird thing because you wear, you, you think you would wear underwear in the tanning bed, but apparently you're supposed to just have a towel, kind of like a towel under and, uh, let the, let the UV rays do what UV rays do and let them decide what lines, what white lines you, uh, actually want to be visible. Welcome to episode 128 Off and Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Clint. Uh, don't forget to like, comment, follow the pod on all apps, subscribe, or whatever app I should say you use, because there's no point of following on 10 different apps. If you're just going to use one, it seems very inefficient. But most importantly, on any app, suck some titties. Uh... Really need to get off the energy drink shit. It's really starting to kill me. But hey, the production speaks for itself. Um, you know, production will always over overwhelm. Um, production will always overpower legalities. Uh, it will always overpower logistics. Sometimes even the moral co-lining. Because let's be honest. Let's just say if... uh, Let's just say if we had Mason Rudolph have these Deshaun Watson situation. I, I, I don't think there's a bunch of teams coming out for Mason Rudolph and like, you know what, this man deserves a second chance. And I know he's found innocent, I get it, but... Technically, he's just kind of found innocent just because it's a pain in the ass to prove a lot of this shit. And look, I th- he's innocent. I-, I don't think... I think at the end of the day, if you're going to be one of those people to be like, nothing weird happened, I can't take you serious. But at the same time, I guess not enough weirdness shit happened. There was too much... Uh, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Maybe that's kind of the problem. There's a little bit too much of this and a little bit too much of that. And uh, for some, it worked out well. And for the others, not so much. Um, but yeah. Booty in the hole, fish. Um, uh, gotta, love, gotta love a baddie in booty shorts. Sorry, talking about work. <laughs> Let me work, 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 work. Uh, I do feel like Drake sometimes at work. You know, obviously, I don't have a plane. Look, I didn't want to mention the plane. But look at this paper plane I made. Because, um, baby, it's like I don't even carry cash no more. But one by one. Uh, I do feel like Drake at times. You know, you're, you're at work. You, you, see, you, you see your Rihanna. Literally could look like one, but no, yeah, not literally. But you know, you you see your Rihanna, the one that you make four hit songs with. It's like you know we can make four number one hit babies, like four fucking just godsend 
nothing but productive, loving, solve world hunger. One be John Mayer, the other be a Drake. Have one be a Tom Cruise, Brad Pitt look like type of baby. Like baby. And we have one that creates the biggest distribution company in the world. That could be us. Because everything we do together just hits. Especially when I'm uh, hitting the bitten. Hitting the smitten kitten, as the whippersnappers say. Um, even though I felt like that's some more the boomers say. Because boomer. Okay, Clint. Um, but... You know, do we all have that Rihanna in our life? Do we all have that Drake? And then next thing you know, ASAP Rocky just comes in and says, Don't worry, it's no longer your fucking problem. Okay. Talk about incidental contact on that one. Kendrick's just over there like, uh, I still have the best verse on the track. Um... But yeah, it's uh, it's good stuff. It can be hard to accept that you may never have your Rihanna. And that you'll probably have to settle for a Sierra. You know, nothing wrong with Sierra. But, you know, she wasn't the Beyonce of her era. You know, Cassie, my I prefer Cassie over Sierra. I understand. Like, Sierra, like, yeah, she has songs and hits. But I prefer a Cassie type of girl. That type of movements of what I enjoy. No wrong with Sierra. But I don't consider Sierra the Rihanna. I, I think, I think, uh, it's like, yeah, uh, R- Rihanna is it, but no longer. She's uh she's gone from Drake. And you know what? We all relate to Drake in some type of way. I guess Lily, I mean she did try to tell him, I'm way too good for you. You took my love for granted. I just don't understand it. Um so yeah. Now he will be sitting on a different type of building. Like the little meme, looking at different type of views. Like the David Dobrik podcast, views. And it's weird how everyone's coming out all of a sudden saying how weird David Dobrik is. And I'm not really in that world. I'm not into vlogs and shit. But it's weird how now like everyone wants to come out and say something about David Dobrik and all these people. It's like, it gets out one situation. Alright, apologize, does all this shit. And then, like, next thing you know, these other people say, hey, you did creepy shit to me, too. It's like, okay, you know what? At, at what point is it like, all right, when the other situations came up, you didn't come forward then. Seemed like you just want, like, someone to always just deal with shit. It's like, unless he's going to prison, which apparently none of this stuff is really prison-like. It's just like, hey, you set a weird environment that's not really healthy. Um, and they're like, well, yeah, it's a vlog squad where we're doing pranks. We have 15 people 
who were in between the ages of 18 and 26 in a fucking million dollar house in LA or a big ass city. And now we're potting. Now I'm starting to get, ooh, the juices are flowing. And you're surprised that something weird happens. Did you never watch the real world? Did you never watch the Jersey Shore? And that was with 30-year-old grown quote-unquote people. And uh, let's just say their nuts are tanned. Okay. Which is kind of weird because I feel like if you tan your nut sack a lot, I feel like that would cause some problems down there. I don't know. Maybe it... Well, I don't know vitamin D <laughs> and C because uh, I see you there. Uh, kind of like high C. Okay, Clint. All right. Um... Uh, but, and then they basically recreated vlog, like vlog squad situations are always a weird situation where I'm honestly surprised more weird shit doesn't happen. And I'm not justifying weird shit. I'm not justifying bad shit happening. I'm not justifying the really bad shit that happens. But when it's like frat, when it's kind of like frat house type of territory, that type of, like, it could be hazing, this and that. It's like, you know, you can just, like, leave. You know, that's the thing that gets caught up in these, like, hazing shit. And that's what get caught up when, when in these situations where it's like, you know what, they harassed me for three years. It's like, but you stayed in the house for three years and voluntarily took a lot of money so you can make 15-minute vlog videos that you edit and shit and you have a crew of people and you got paid handsomely for it. And you voluntarily stayed to live in a house or in a place that you quote unquote felt mistreated. And this is for guys and girls. I'm not even talking about like a specific situation. And I know typically women are victim in these situations. But there's situations where people have complained about Danny Duncan. And I don't know any of these people. I only know because I hear commentary channels cover this shit. That's how I'm kind of aware of a lot of this stuff. But I, I, I guess I just don't understand, like, it's like it's like when you're at work with someone and they always complain about how they feel undervalued, mistreated, and this and that. It's like, you can literally walk out that door, quit, tell them to suck your balls, tell them to eat your cooch for breakfast, say, silly rabbit, trickster for trans, and make all these inappropriate references all these inappropriate shit. And they literally can't do nothing about it. They can't literally trap you in jail there. They can't trap you there. It's like, and I'm not trying to be Mr. America free country. But what I am saying is that you literally can walk out of your job and they cannot stop you. Now they can't. Now they may not allow you back anymore. Now. But it's not like other countries are. Other situations where if you walk out that door, they could fucking arrest you type of shit. It's like, no. It's like, you can literally quit that job, go online, and apply at a bunch of other jobs the next day. It's like, at a certain point, you do kind of choose to accept treatment over time. And I know that sounds, and it's not victim blaming. It's, hey, if you're really that unhappy, you're really that unsafe... And you feel like reporting it to HR, reporting it to, you know, and you don't feel like the situation's ever actually going to get better. 
you can actually just leave it. And no, don't and you know what people don't you fucking dare try to say, oh, are you trying to say if someone's in an abusive relationship, domestic, and they get beat up by their husband every other night because you know they overcooked the chicken, um, you know, and they decide to stay and stay because they're scared. Are you trying to blame them? It's like no, but at the same time, if you stay night after night. And continuously accept and never leave. Like, I don't know what you want people to do for you at the same time either. It's not victim blaming. It's like, hey, this sucks. This is really bad. Get out of it. I understand, like, it's not that easy. Sometimes you work at a job where you're mistreated. Sometimes you stay... In relationships, even if there's mistreatment, even on like less severe levels, like verbal abuse or, you know, someone always kind of like picks on you, makes you feel less of yourself and stuff like I get it. But at a certain point, you can't sit there and file like verbal abuse lawsuits because someone made fun of you for this because they picked on your weight or they picked on your, you know, your your looks. They picked on this thing about you they picked on a disability even though I do think that kind of just if you pick on someone's disability I think you're just kind of a piece of shit in general but I mean you shouldn't be thrown in jail for it either you know um it's just it's just weird to me like when when does the onus come like hey like you also kind of voluntarily stayed in this situation as well as shitty as that sounds but it's, I think, honestly, common sense would be like, yeah, you know what? If you if you stay and you continuously let something happen to you, you can't garner an infinite amount of sympathy. If something drastic happens to you one time and it causes some lifelong injuries and shit, like, yeah, that is fucked up. And there's a Jeff Wittick situation where he lost an eye doing a stunt for them or some shit or like he basically almost lost an eye. Doing a stunt for David Dobrik in the vlog. And that's different because there was a safety thing that wasn't really. Like, yeah, that's a real thing, right? But I honestly think the people didn't have a problem when they were also participating in the environment. I doubt that when they were having this environment of teasing and fratting. Not fratting, but frat housing type of thing. It's And you know the environment of the place. Are you really going to tell me that you never participated in it as well? That's like saying that you go to a crack house just for the entertainment of what's on TV because you like the environment. You like it. It makes you feel alive in there. But you don't participate in what actually goes on in a crack house. You don't participate in the whoring, the drugs, the American gangster type of lifestyle. Like, no. You just go there because you just want to be around the fam. You just want to be part of a community. And they're misunderstood. It's like, no, you participate in the shit. Stop acting like you're holier than thou. I don't know, man. A lot of this shit is kind of like... It's like the constant on and on thing. It's like the Deshaun Watson thing went on for over a year just for him to be innocent. Do I think shit happened? Absolutely. Like one, I, I don't care. I know we live in society where we just wanna, we just wanna defend people no matter what, right? 
And just because someone's found innocent, that doesn't mean the situation doesn't really... That doesn't mean the situation that took place didn't happen. It just means there wasn't enough to really make it apparent. Sometimes things can happen, but it can be hard to prove, per se. Because there's some... Because there was some woman in the situation where they did consensually participate. And then there are others where it was not so much. Some women were bothered by the tactics they used... Others, it doesn't bother them as much. Like most of anyone. There's certain people that are really comfortable with certain things. And they're okay being a pro. They're okay with the insinuation of being sexual demons. <laughs> and some are really not okay with it. And to be honest, and I know we, and I know old business runs through Instagram. I'm going to say more than likely, you're telling me that all 100% of quote-unquote massage masseuse places or masseuse uh, services that you find on Instagram, you're telling me that they're all just for the purity of the masseuse degree they get? Like, you travel, you literally, you have the same job as someone that works at Levita Massage. You could just work there, get benefits and all this shit, but no, you want to you wanna work on athletes. You want to work on people with godlike abilities. And you could translate abilities on the field to on the field. Okay? And uh, as Drake would say, I'm just playing the field. And I can't say next one. But, like, do we ever look at, like, the motives? It's like people with the tender swindler. Or the, like, the Tinder, is it the Tinder swindler? And it's also, like, the St. Elmo's dude. Who, the girls are mad because they gave a person money. Because they thought that the investment was they were going to make more money in return. And they're going mad they got duped. When in reality, their motive was trying to dupe the guy. And they were trying to make a profit. And the appeal, their attraction to the person, was because... He looked like he could make their lifestyle a little bit better. Oh, travel here, got money here. We don't question their motives. Just the guy who took advantage of their motives and used their motives against them. And ironically, they play victim to their own motives. And when I'm thinking of Deshaun Watson, the masseuse ladies... These aren't people that have offices like the Robert Kraft one where he went to an office and this is what happens here. At least there is like, hey, you know what? You guys can make all the happy ending Robert Kraft jokes all you want. I mean, look, the man, his wife died a year or two prior. Like he he couldn't even find love from someone. He had to get he had to get it through a service of pay. You don't think the guy is down on his luck, a billion billionaire, and this guy has to go get some 19-year-old girl named Ying Lee to rub it out for him? You don't think that's a sad situation in general? Like you think he feels great about that? But at least he went somewhere, contributed, tipped. You know? He went to a place where this is where they are at work. They go there. We know the deal. Alright? These girls... It seems like these girls that run these quote-unquote secret services. These these very... I will, 
I will fly out to Texas to massage you from Miami. It's like no one runs a credible business outside of Miami and they travel to millionaires' houses, to athletes' houses, and they're just going there to make sure they don't pull the trap the next day in practice. Don't tell me it's just for recovery, cryotherapy. Because you know what? They could get those say they could get that average massage that you're charging five thousand dollars for from a local masseuse. They they literally have team masseuses. He could get a massage from. He's flying you out three thousand miles, and you think you really think it is just because of your credibility? You think it's just for the professionalism? And you're telling me that there was absolutely nothing undertone. There's no sensual. There's no sensuality in your conversations. None. It's just a PayPal. Hey, I do this. This boom. I that that's the type of shit where it's like I know people don't want to hear that, but honestly, I think it's okay to be a little skeptical of that. I'm not saying they get there. He's doing this weird stuff. So I'm like, that's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is you could kind of like, in terms of being overly surprised, you got to be aware of the situation you're putting yourself into and not try to play so fucking dumb and acting like this won't happen or this can't happen. I'm not justifying to do being a creep, but you're not exactly setting the environment for a person with creep tendencies to not expose their creepiness and i think you got to be mindful of that that didn't make it right that they were a creep they're still a creep but they sit here and act like oh my god i never thought he would pull his penis out when i oiled up his body and i'm you know <laughs> and i guess we found out i remember when the whole thing came out read some stuff it's like oh deshaun likes a little uh he likes a little finger in, 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 the, in the hole. Fire in the hole. Um, he has a little thing for that, which is nothing wrong with that. Hey, man, you're into, you, know, you like what you like. And realistically, they always say you like it. It's just more because you're afraid. It's like, you know, yeah, maybe I am afraid that I would like a finger in my ass. Maybe I am. And you know what? That's a fear I will take to my grave. And that's okay. You know what? When I'm dead... You put all the fingers in my assholes you want. Just make sure you dig me really deep down. Because, <laughs> boy, I'm digging deep down to make sure it doesn't happen. Um, <laughs> but I think we, we, got, we, we can't play people who... You got to understand the environment that you are voluntarily inserting yourself into. That doesn't mean if something happens in that environment, that doesn't mean that that person had the green light. That doesn't mean they were in the right and doesn't mean you were wrong. What I am saying is you can't be surprised when things get a little weird with environments that are literally thrive off of in the TikTok and the vlog and YouTube where you have 12 18 to 25 year olds in a house and that random Jason Nash dude is like 47 creepy ass dude 
To me, that's creepy. That's more creepy than anything, but we allow that, but it's okay. 45-year-old dude hanging around a bunch of 18, 20-year-old kids in the same profession. And he literally kind of like adopts a child mindset the way he talks. I don't know. Not my thing. Um, but in, the, in these frat, and I, I call them frat houses. I know they're called TikTok, YouTube. Like they literally all live together because that kind of what thrives the creativity. Whatever bullshit they want to justify. It's like you guys are only recording like an hour and a half a day. The other's just because you want to be around each other and do dumb shit. And that's okay. Yeah. But you know what typically happens when you get they get noise complaints, they throw crazy parties, their pool catches on fire, they, they they catch the backyard on fire, HOA, the neighbors are bitching, this and that. They're probably not following a lot of the HOA uh you know rules. <laughs> um now as I don't blame fuck HOA, but it's a you know But th- that would ma- it makes sense when you have all that young energy, testosterone, and a woman's, you know, just people being young, doing dumb shit. And then people are surprised Deshaun Watson, a high-level athlete, is a really horny motherfucker. That dude, he killed him with horniness. <laughs> Maybe that should be the name of the pod. I don't know. I got a lot. I got a lot of pod title choices, but he's innocent technically. And uh, Baker Mayfield, you know, you can have your progressive commercials. You can have your wife, and you can have all that. You're an unlikable douchebag who's kind of not good enough for that. Like he has, he carries himself like he's Aaron Rodgers, but uh, you're not. They literally, like how, you, like you literally income, you had the incumbent of Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry, who when they played at LSU, has Zach Mettenberger as their fucking quarterback, and lit it on fire. The Jarvis Landry for four years led the league in catches. Not the biggest yards per reception, but he's going to catch the damn ball. Odell Beckham. We know Mr. Spectacular, one-hand catch, consistently getting 12, 13, 1,400 yards, double-digit touchdowns, 80, 90 catches, big plays, reliable. Then, you know, injuries and shit. And they both come to you and think like, okay, you know what? This is going to help. It's going to elevate Baker's game. And, you know, everything will bounce out. And you couldn't figure it out. So, yeah, you know what? They're going to have to... And now... They're both, they they didn't trade, well, I believe they technically traded Odell. But no, they flat out just released Jarvis Landry. No compensation or nothing. And they basically just flat out, I believe, they either, I think they traded, they either traded or released, but they didn't really got a whole lot back for him, maybe even if they did trade him, because it wasn't anything. The Browns just cut those dudes. And then now he's making these farewell posts like, you know, I don't know what the future is going to happen. This isn't an overreaction. It's just I'm aware. I don't know how much longer. I just want to say I love the fans. God, you know, I can only control what I can control and whatever God has destined for me. First of all, I've never heard him talk about God before. 
isn't like Russell Wilson is talking about God. Isn't like Carson Wentz, say what you want. He's a man of faith. You know, this isn't like, you know, uh, our Lord and say, like, he's not, I've never heard him talk about God before. <clears throat> I've never knew him to be a religious man, which is fine if he is and fine if he isn't. But when people want to start using those terms to endear to a certain part of the fan base who they've alienated, it does kind of like, oh, okay, now you're trying to seem more likable. So when you hit the market, someone trades for you, you're a little bit more, you have something to relate to people. And I honestly don't think Baker's a bad dude or nothing like that. I think I think a lot of it is just kind of, I understand things that got him to the NFL success and all that stuff. But I do think at a certain point, it's like, dude, you have awareness, but like, you know what? I'm I'm not the baddest dude. I'm not a quote unquote. It's all right. I'm not dangerous. In your mind, I'll be generous. Uh, which is kind of weird. Chris Brown saying I'm not dangerous. I was talking about Rihanna earlier. Yeah. Anyways, we're gonna get out of that one asap because that's a rocky situation. Um. Uh, but you know, I will say at least with Baker, I, I appreciate his even the even with the corny farewell post. Even though technically they have not signed Deshaun and they just met with him, okay, so the, and it's gonna be so weird if like yeah, hey, we're not we can't Deshaun doesn't want to come here. So hey, Baker, come on back. And he's like, what? It's like yeah. He's like, no, I want to be traded. It's like, yeah, you're not in a position to really tell us you want to be traded. You could want to be traded, but what are you going to do not play? Like, you have, you're not in a position where you can sit out a year and it enhances your trade value. Uh, so yeah, fuck you. Not literally, but you know that that's what they're going to tell him. Like, who the fuck are you? Um, but you know, uh, I just, you know. I do think that people need to understand what environments they get themselves into. Your profession is putting oily, greasy, nasty, you nasty, touching bodies that you know, like we know. Like, look, I've gotten two professional massages in my life, right? One was by, actually, no, they were both by girls. Huh. No, no, wait, no. One was a guy, one was a girl. Girl was really rough. It was really steamy. No, but it, it was really. It was like, God damn. Uh, I think she was taking out her man problems on me. Like I hate men. It's like, all right, this is still eighty five bucks. <laughs> but um, and that is that is always weird. Like I've gotten the question at the doctors and at the massage. They always ask like when you're getting certain things checked out at the doctors. They will ask, do you prefer a man or do you prefer a woman? And it's really a dilemma because it's like, what do I prefer? It's like, the only way I should prefer a woman is if it's going to turn into something that I would prefer a woman would do on me. But if it's exactly what I believe the doctor is going to do, it doesn't really matter. And honestly... 
I think I would trust a man with my balls. Like, they understand the delicacy. There's a maturity. Now it can get a little weird if there's a little wiggle without, you know, <laughs> tweedily. <laughs> Talk about the wiggles. Fruit salad. Yummy, yummy. Um, but, you know, there's always a dilemma because do they make judgments based off the gender you prefer? To check that out or to get or to have someone's hands on your body for an hour and 15 minutes at a massage place? I don't know. Like a massage thing, I just want a good massage. I don't know what deep tissue, Swedish massage. I don't know what the rock and ball bullshit, the heat rocks. I don't know what any of that shit is. All I know is the one time I got a massage, I felt fucking amazing. And the other time I got it... Uh, they said, you know, you should really stretch more. It's like, you're touching my calves. You see the blue veins hanging out. Maybe stop pressing on them. Like, the calves are very sensitive, alright? Of course I'm gonna, of course I'm gonna twitch a little bit in my feet. It's normal. There's nerves. And you're getting on my last one. But, now, seriously, like, you know, as a, as a, I think for girls, it doesn't really matter for the massage thing. It's always guys, like, they always assume, like, we're either homophobic. They always assume that we're the ones uncomfortable. It's like, no, a man can put his hands on my back. It's okay. I understand the situation. I understand I'm nude with the towel over my cheeks. Like, it's fine. I'm not going to assume he's going to give me the Deshaun Watson treatment. I'm not going to assume it. It's like, this is a corporate commercialized company. Like, I am protected. Say what you want about corporate and commercializations. At least there's a warranty. At least, like, I'm suing something. If something happens, at least I'm suing something that I know could pay me out. It's like, good luck suing, you know, good luck suing your insomniac cookie shop if you slip and fall and break your leg. It's like, we make literally 800 bucks a day here, 50 bucks in profit after we actually pay our employees. And if you slip inside of a Walmart, shit, you could fucking, they may just give you the fucking subway right here. Just take the proceedings of subway. It will actually be cheaper on us. And you're like, thanks. And now you're like a millionaire overnight. That's a real, you know, rags to riches story. Or uh, rags to six inches of heaven. Um, please just be $5, baby. Come on, baby. Um, <laughs> but, you know, sooner or later when you go inside of Walmart, you know, they have the little stores inside there. The little nail salon, the little hair salon by the customer service. They have a little arcade area. You know, bathrooms that, you know, are always closed down conveniently when you actually have to fucking use them. Um, they're going to have, like, little massage. Hey, since you're here, want a massage by Rob? And, uh, I might. You know, if I'm going to be there for 40 minutes, fuck it. Might as well, you know, might as well get a pat on the back by someone. Um, <laughs> but... Look, I don't know. Like when I when I got some checked out on my, 
you know, my boys down there. Nothing crazy. They're like, like, they made a big deal. They're like, now, I know it's a sensitive subject. And they were asking me over the phone, would you rather a man or would you rather a woman? And I thought, what if I would have said I wanted someone in between? What if I wanted someone non-binary? What if I wanted someone who doesn't identify? You know, make it interesting. That's who I trust with. Because you know what? I know someone will be right down the middle. And has no bone in this fight. But I said, honestly, I don't care. Because they're like, well, depending on who you want, depends on the day. So I was like, well, whoever is available tomorrow at 9 a.m., that's the person who could check it out. And it'll be their lucky day. And they're like, all right, well, it will be, it will be a Dr. Roy for you. And did a good job. Yeah. He was wearing gloves. He wasn't sitting there. Yeah, I had to hold up my piece. You know, and I held my piece. <laughs> it was a weird thing. He's like, and this is where he kind of got because he was wearing glasses too. So even if I actually just slapped him in the face, it would just, you know, hit his lens crafters. Um, talk about American signature on that one. Uh, that would be a declaration of his independence for the rest of his life. But look, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to assume this guy has seen, he's done this before. I'm going to assume, right? And, you know, he's checking, he's like, hey, you know, could you could could you hold it up? Not to get too graphic here. It's like, hey, can you just uh, hold it up so I get a little better look? And I'm like, no problem, my friend. And it wasn't why, and it wasn't weird. Can I just say it? It wasn't weird. You know why? Because he understands. It would have only been weird if he would have like been like, oh, like trying to move it. He's like, hey, can you just move it? And you know what? That made it not weird. All right. And it would have been just fine if a woman would have done it. I don't discriminate. And maybe they're the way of looking is like, well, are you going to get a little horny if a woman does it? It's like, probably not considering the circumstances. That'd be a pretty fucked up situation to get horny in. Um, <laughs> and I'm going to assume she's a professional. This isn't, you know, this isn't the biggest doctor's office. This is just like, hey, let's, uh, let's get to the point here. Like your insurance only covers, like you literally wait longer in the waiting room. Than what you actually end up doing. Don't even give me start on that shit. But whatever. But yeah. I don't know. Environments matter. It's like the time. Like yeah. I'm at the doctor's office. There's nothing weird about this shit. They've probably done weirder shit. With other genitalia. With kids. With people who don't understand what's going on. People with real shit. And if you go inside masseuse things, you know what? You may get a little slippage in the nippage. You may accidentally get a little decrease as it increases. It's normal. Like if you, it like, let's say you're a guy laying down on the table. And, you know, whether it's a guy or a girl, honestly, you know, you get lost in the moment. You're daydreaming. You're in some weird meditation or some shit. They have that weird like, uh, music playing. It's kind of like Halo, but like really dumbed down. 
It's like, you know what? Someone's touching your body. Instinct is when someone touches your body in a certain manner, very sensual, very touchy-feely, like Trey Songs, touching, loving, fucking. It's like, if there's not at least a little jiggle in the wiggle, I think you have a problem. And I'm pretty sure when these ladies were massaging his upper back, like, hey, Deshaun, hey, Deshaun, I know it's been a rough, rough season for you. And he heard the word rough, and whoo, he's like, that was a safe word I gave him. He's like, Christian Gray, bitch. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, look, seriously, not even trying to make fun of this. But seriously, it's an environment where you are going to touch random strangers' body that the only way you are putting trust in them is based off the currency they pay you. And honestly... If your form of business is on Instagram and everything is sent through Instagram, they fly you out. If you take the fact, if let's just if you take the profession of what you're doing and you just put the optics, a man flies you out from Miami to Texas. The guy makes 30 million a year, whatever the hell. The guy's a quarterback, single high value man. And you're really gonna, and you're really surprised that this guy was really thought that, you know what? She's just coming here to rub my back. No, this guy's like, who doesn't wanna fuck me? Who doesn't wanna touch my dick? If I don't turn around, I feel like, you know, this is a moment for them. I don't know. I know that's not popular to say and think. But I don't think every person in this situation is innocent. I think Deshaun has creepy things about him. I think that goes without saying. I think that many people have had a problem with you. Most of them have said something to you and you have repeated it with different people. Because you probably feel like you're kind of like... In well, no pun intended, impenetrable. Essentially, you know, in English, you basically feel like certain rules don't apply to you. You feel like you're kind of above common society things, which is weird considering his backstory and history. Is he's like I think what was weird about is like he seemed like one of the last people you would assume to be in this situation based off his humble upbringing. He's giving back to community and everything. It's like, you know what? He does a lot of good, and he has this one weird thing about him. He's a sexual demon. He's a sexual creep. And you know what? I'll take that from my quarterback. The worst thing you can have from your quarterback is, hey, when he gets massages, he, uh, he doesn't want it to stop. Shit don't ever stop. You know what? Take the good with the bad. Single digit, single digit interceptions, thirty plus touchdowns, high completion percentage. Even if the team sucks, the guy just makes shit happen. You take the good with the bad. 
maybe, you know, honestly, really, maybe personal massage businesses should actually have real regulations to it. Maybe, and I'm pretty sure they don't have like, I'm, you know, like even like actors, they have a, they have a, they have SAG, Screen Actors Guilds, that even if you're going on private auditions, you're protected and shit, right? You, you're part of a union. I don't think these masseuses have unions. I think they operate best running independently so they can make the most profit for margin and they can bend the rules, no pun intended, to their liking for a lot of different things. That's the thing when you do these very individual, quote-unquote, entrepreneurship businesses that they call themselves, which is fine. Because at least they're doing something. At least they're making money, making a living. But you're literally making a living doing the same thing as someone that's working at, you know, you know, massage number six, you know, on across the roof street. But it's just who you're putting your hands on. Is literally the only difference of how good you are for more times than not. Because you got your same online certificate. You didn't, you know, you didn't fly out to Cambridge in the UK and went to Oxford. You don't have no special, they don't have, you know, you, they take hands-on learning so serious. Uh, take it too literal. Um, and it's... And I'm not trying, again, like, I'm not trying, you know, I've I've been open from the beginning, like, Deshaun Watson creep, and if he was found guilty of all this shit, yeah, that many people, that much shit, it's, it's kind of Bill Cosby territory, but I would say even on a lesser scale, because he's not drugging girls, he's just making them feel really uncomfortable. And I'll also say, like, when you also consistently seek out these type of situations as your profession. Um, and there's people you seek out that have this. You can't have your cake and eat it too. And continuously play victim in someone. You keep going back to specific situations. That you know there's these heavy creepiness dangers to it. Because you know what? You, like, you cannot complain about your kid. You cannot complain about your kid being kidnapped by R. Kelly when you took him to an R. Kelly concert at the age of 14, knowing his prior history, and this is like early 2000s, even the early 2000s, there's the history of him marrying Aaliyah when she was like 15. Yeah, go back and forth with that in your head. That love was not one in a million. Even though R. Kelly and his songs go on and on and on and on. Um, by the way, I saw a very funny, uh, stand-up clip. I forgot the name of the comedian, but he basically, you know, it was R. Kelly's, I don't know, I don't know why. Maybe I'll put the, maybe I'll put the link in it. It was really funny. Um, but yeah, it, it was, you cannot play victim when you take your 15-year-old daughter to an R. Kelly concert, get backstage passes, and let your daughter go back there to meet R. Kelly. Knowing his music, knowing his legal history, knowing the creepiness of this dude that he's pretty open about at the time, even then when you really look at it. And be surprised when he's like, you know what? I'm going to take your kid, I'm going to take your teenager to my palace, my nice Chicago condo, and I'm going to flirt. Okay. Um, (laughs) He's like, you remind me of my Jeep. And by my Jeep, I mean... The, you know, the 
the little Jeeps you get at Walmart that are like 80 pounds that you get for seven-year-olds. You remind me of that type of Jeep. <laughs> oh, Jesus. But my sex is poetic. Uh, <laughs> I admit, I admit. Um, okay, Clint, stop. All right, but no. You can't play victim when you put people when you voluntarily put yourself in that situation. If you go to R. Kelly concert, you you you, you got to put your morals out the window. If you voluntarily go to R. Kelly concert, no, nah, now you can now. You have to literally be seeing R. Kelly behind the bars. Um, you know you. Very questionable environments to bring people to for people to voluntarily put themselves in and be surprised when hey my daughter uh she disappeared with R. Kelly hasn't talked to me in four years like well how did she meet R. Kelly? It's like well I took her to a concert when she was fourteen, the prime years, and he brainwashed her. It's like yeah. Do you not read? Do you not do you not do you not read? Do you not know the news? Do you not type in R. Kelly in the Google and figure out the shit? But people want to play victim and everything. You put yourself in that situation. See what they ignore about with the parents of the R. Kelly shit, the the was it the surviving R. Kelly mini documentary series they did like on a and e and all this shit and i like r kelly look man he did the shit i don't care what you people say all right i like his music do i i can't really listen to it anymore um not saying that i can't but you know i i just don't have the his music fascinates me for reasons that it shouldn't fascinate you not because of subject matter but when you really listen and watch what he does like this man actually doesn't really put that much thought or effort into his music. And I think someone made a great point that he's not really speaking for women. He's speaking for, he's really speaking for him type of thing. Oh, no, no, no. Well, I'm trying, how do they word it? It's, he's not really speaking for what women want. He's telling women what they should want type of shit. Which is honestly, you know, some women they do. But, you always find the defenders, the blind defenders, no matter what, people. And same with Michael Jackson. Same with a lot of artists. Same with any actors, actresses that people like. And people found out today, which obviously not true. So I don't. I if people found out today that Denzel had a had a child, you know, pedophilia ring, people would find ways to defend him no matter what. Like that's just the way it is. All right. Um, but look, I mean, we do it. Woody Allen marrying 13, 14 year old, his own stepdaughter, cousin, whatever that weird shit is. He's a great director. It's like all of his movies are actually really fucking boring. I try to watch like half, I, I try to watch like the first half of one of the biggest movies that people always talk. It's like, he's one of the great creator filmmakers. Of all, and I watched like a first half of a movie. I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? And I get it. The seventies and shit. It's different. It was different cinematography. I get it. But god damn, this shit just sucks. 
Woody Allen is Ari Kelly directing. There. Makes sense now. Well, you gotta understand times were different. It's like, yeah. And you know what? During that time, someone should have clicked in your head be like, you know, marrying my 13-year-old stepdaughter. Something doesn't feel right about this. But that's the problem. Something felt right about it. But when you constantly, when you put your, when you're a masseuse and run about, and you go to strangers' houses, you can't just assume that things are fine. You shouldn't just assume that everything, you're putting, you're literally letting someone fly you out in hopes that it goes all right. And you want to, you're trying to play victim when you got paid like what? Five, ten k, fifteen thousand to give a massage, and you really thought he just wanted you to give you a massage. In today's world, I think some people also want to play dumb, knowing what's actually going on, and just in case they change their mind, like all this shit. Like I don't know. Love me for consent. Damn, I have a lot of options for tiles in this. But, you know, I don't know. It's just, I, I guess I want to tie this all together, right? When you got the YouTube houses, the young house, the TikTok house, all these houses and shit where it's a group of bunch of people. Yeah, weird, like, stuff, mean shit's going to be said. Hazing is going to be had. That doesn't mean when it goes too far, it's it, it shouldn't be held accountable. But what is going too far? Oh, they they bullied me. They made fun of my religion. They made me feel bad for being short. It's like, all right, and maybe you should have stood up for yourself. And if you felt like they don't really sound like your friends, they kind of just sound like you were there for them to pick on. And you allowed it. And you're a grown person. Are you not like some 12-year-old that doesn't know? Like, you're 25 years old. If you feel that bad, like... Leave the fucking house. If you're un, if you don't feel valued, if you feel like you're just a punching bag for something, you don't have to be the punch bag. You can just leave. Everyone has all this courage until they don't, until they actually need it to get out of situations, and they're like, nah. I rather just play victim and all this shit. And it is the ultimate, you know, it is true. And I and I know, and I, I don't remember if it was Jordan Peele, but I watched the video of like a psychologist, some pretty well-renowned one. So renowned, I can't remember it. But, you know, the idea of the victim mentality, it's not that you're not a victim of whatever you are saying you're a victim of. And obviously there's extreme situations that don't apply to this. I'm talking more behavioral. I'm talking more of things that, can be subjective, like, oh, my parents, they, you know, when I was younger, my parents, you know, verbally abused me, was verbally abused, when I hear that, I don't really know what that means, like, verbal abuse, like, they were mean to you, like, once or twice, or they were mean every five hours a day, like, all the time, did they say some shit that made you feel uncomfortable, did they say some a, you know, a comment or a joke that really just sat with you and it just sat with you and you overplayed in your head. Like, I don't know what that means, right? 
Um, but the, it's more of the victim mentality of people, of specific individuals that when they, it's, I'm trying to put it together here because I want to make sure I tie it together. But, okay, so the, well, what they were saying, the idea of the victim mentality is that it, it creates this, it creates this, uh, way that you kind of deal with everything and the way you deal with everything makes you a victim of something that hasn't even happened yet. So everything that hasn't even happened yet, you become a victim of stuff that's not even there yet. It's like projecting shit that's not happened. It's like when you hear someone say, men suck, for example, because that's a really common thing. Men suck this. Like I once, I once was, I wouldn't say we were dating, but we hang out. We wouldn't, you know, hung out, you know, nothing crazy, but we were spending some time together. And I should have known from me, like, it was always, like, the run, like, well, men suck is, like, it's, like, you literally have, like, an amazing father and all that. And But it was be, but it was because the previous, you know, her running with guys that they're, like, oh, they lied about this. And it's, like, men suck. It's, like, you have someone here that doesn't. But it was just this built-in excuse that I'm ready to be the victim of something you haven't even done yet. And by doing this, it's going to make you, by default, have to act that way. Where then it's like, see, I told you you suck. And then you literally create the reality of the victim. And you become victim to literally the reality you create because you gave the other person no option. But to just be like, you know what, fuck it. You're acting irrational. See, you don't understand me. And that's why men suck, because they don't understand me. And that's not verbatim directly this that situation, but that but like generalizing it is that when you have the victim mentality, everything you become a part of, literally, you you end up creating the situation that's not even there. Because you give people no choice but to do what they inevitably have to do just out of self-respect and decency. And then you get CC. You just proved yourself right. Proves yourself right. And you continue the victim of C. Everyone else. Everyone else doesn't understand what I understand. See, everyone else always treats me wrong. Everyone else doesn't treat me the way that I deserve. Everyone doesn't treat me the way I treat them. And all. It's like, but you don't even realize that you're not even treating the other person in any way. Because everything, ironically, your behaviors is about you. You're you're trying to prevent something that's not there yet. And the victim mentality, the problem, the bigger problem with it isn't just because if you're a victim of something that's a personal situation that sucks. It's like, yeah, look, there's, there's a period of time where you deal with that. You may not know how to deal with it, but over time, you know, you gradually get better at it. Fine. That's typically the normal process. Everyone's situation and process is different for that. And it looks different could depend on the situation. But it's 
But it, it, it's not, it shouldn't be the identity of even re- repetitive or replication of situations that come up later. It shouldn't always be this overused reference point to do verbatim to avoid that from happening again. Doesn't mean you don't learn from shit. But don't sit here and be a victim because you get cred for it. Don't sit here and have the victim mentality because the big, the bigger problem, and I know I'm kind of regurgitating the word victim mentality because they're real situation where people are victims and of real shit. But I think a lot of people like playing the victim mentality and everything, even when honestly, when you hear the stuff they're they're rationalizing for it, it's like that's what you're a victim of being hurt emotionally because someone said they could do better than you I wonder why you know and it's like that's your like it's like the saying the worst thing that's ever happened to you is the worst thing that's ever happened to you so really think about like the worst thing that's ever happened to you and think about how bad is that compared to other people? And not that always like everything should be compared, but like really think about it. Is the worst thing that's ever happened to you? Are you really just dwelling in it over and over again to make it bigger than it actually was when it's like, oh yeah, you know what? That wasn't great, but I could easily left that situation. It's like, ah, I could easily left that house. Huh? I could easily... Not put myself in that situation. I could easily not brought 18 bottles of oil. Hot, hot oil. But. It's cooler to always be like, you know what? I'm the victim of everything. It's easier to do that. So, yeah. And that is episode 128 of the Off and Be podcast, where we victim blame, <laughs> victim shame, and make you shame for being a victim. <laughs> Which obviously someone could take any, all of that out of context and clip up. See, see, he's blaming victims. It's like no, it's literally saying like, hey, like maybe try not to put yourself in situations that seem sketchy to begin with, and then be mad. Or be shocked when sketchy things happen. Crazy thought. Uh, but yeah, episode 128. Suck some titties. Like, follow, comment, the comment. Follow the pod on the apps. Hit the notification bell. Continue the support. It's going great, guys. It really is. Um, yeah. Have a great day whenever this pod comes out. Loving the pod. Ba 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 ba. Deshaun's loving it a little too much. He's like, come here, girl. Come on, baby.